0: Welcome, everyone, to the Money Mentors podcast. My name is Glenn Fairbairn, and as always, joined by my co host, Nathan Leagh. Nathan, how's it going? Good, thanks, Glenn. Good to be here. As always, yeah. Uh, Nathan, this week we're joined by a special guest, um, Amber Hale. Many of our listeners, whether they're clients or, or contacts of ours, would know her as a, as a support to the planning team within Hewison Private Wealth. Um, but, Amber, you do, well, firstly, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: And I was just about to say that you do have other interests outside of Hewson Private Wealth and outside of um, wealth management and so forth. So perhaps just to kick things off, if you can just give our listeners a bit of a background as to, you know, what your background is, how you found your way to Hewson Private Wealth. But I suppose more specifically relating to today's podcast, what your external passions are and a lot about your empowerment movement.
1: Sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been with Hewison's now for probably about four years. But prior to that, um, I was actually, uh, I've had a few different roles working for the Department of Justice as a case manager. Um, and prior to that, even a, a gymnastics coach and things like that. So just, I suppose over the years, my passion has always sort of been with helping people um, and being that support role, which is sort of what led me to Hewison's. Um, just wanting to make the shift from I guess government work um, and being a case manager into something a bit different um, which was wealth management but but also in a role where I'm able to support people and I feel like that's sort of where I do my best work is um, is when I can help people out so yeah but as you mentioned Glenn I definitely do have quite a few passions even outside of work so um, at the moment aside from helping people, something I'm really passionate about is personal development and the personal growth space. Um, I actually kind of have a, a fascination with uh, the human potential and, and how our mind works and um, I guess just helping people break through some of these personal bar- personal barriers um, and I guess just live a more fulfilling life. I think for me personally, having gone through my own challenges, I've always turned to, you know, personal development as a means to help me overcome a lot of these challenges. Um, from a young age, actually, I think I was about 14 years old when my dad <laughs> took me and my brothers to our first goal-setting course. Are you kidding? Um, yeah. <laughs> so we were, he had us all there just setting goals, creating vision boards. Um, I think we were the youngest in the room of about 20 adults. So that was definitely definitely an experience. Um, yeah, and he always had you Know Tony Robbins playing on the radio, we never listen to just Fox FM or anything like that. So, and you've
0: been to Tony Robbins a, f- a few times, Amber?
1: Yeah, so I've, I've I went to um Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within and I've seen him speak a couple of times. And yeah, I, I find all that stuff super motivating and, and very um very fascinating. Um, he's a, he's a very fascinating man himself.
0: <laughs> t- tell us a little bit about the empowerment movement like, when did you set it up? what inspired you to set up and what it is that you do. I mean, obviously, Nathan and I have both sat in some sessions that you've done with our staff. Um, But just for our listeners, if you could just, yeah, give them a bit of a a rundown as to what motivated you to set that up, how long and and, and what you actually do within that sort of program and and movement.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the Empowerment Movement is a little passion project of mine that I started back in 2018, um, so essentially it really just stemmed from the fact that, you know, as I was saying before, like I've, I've grown up with personal development, um, so I think it's sort of been something that's always been embedded in my life, um, and just having gone through some of my own personal challenges facing um, anxiety, self-confidence issues, things like that, that I think a lot of women um, in particular and people can just relate to. Yeah, and as I said, I found personal development was probably one of the biggest things that helped me overcome a lot of those challenges. And I sort of, you know, looking at my friendship circles and and in particular the women in my life um, were battling similar issues and and going through similar challenges. So I kind of saw it as an opportunity for us to to come together to connect um, and just create a space where you know women could share, but also you know I could help to share the tools that have helped me along my journey as well. Um, and all of that being in the the personal development space. So yeah, it sort of started with just, just a few small sessions in my lounge room with my friends. And then it's just sort of grown from there. So, you know, I now have an Instagram and a Facebook where I try and share regular content on personal development, you know, things about mindset, goal setting, and just, um, just positive information to help people shift their thinking a lot um i ran a big workshop actually at the end of last year as well where we sold out to 30 women um just yeah talking about mindset and helping women to to build their self-confidence as well um and i guess just encouraging people to take ownership of that part of their life um yeah and there's so many like i'm such a big believer that there's so many great tools out there that we can use to help to help empower ourselves just to live a better life and just you know develop our mindset
0: And I mean Nathan and I from a financial perspective have spoken a lot about the importance of goal setting Mm. Um, I just obviously it piqued my interest when you just mentioned about within your within your sort of program discussing goals and so forth I mean how 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 important do you think they are how how do you suggest or the discussions you've had within your groups do do you find that a lot of people set goals how do they do it and and like how important do you find they are in order to sort of drive yourself and, and give yourself credit for things along the way?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm, I'm a big advocate for goals. Um, mm-hmm. I think some people sort of feel like maybe it's not for them, maybe it is, but at the end of the day, I find goals give you that, that sense of purpose, you know, it gives you a bit of drive um, and clarity. I think everyone has different things that they're driven by. So for some people, it might be money, for some people, it's their health, um, for some people, it's their family. And essentially, I just kind of see goals as as a bit of a guide or even a tool to help you get the most out of those areas of your life. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a huge advocate for setting goals, and I think when you know what it is that you want, using goals as a stepping stone to to help you achieve that thing um, is, is is super important, and it's a great motivator as well. Like you said, I think you know seeing when you've when you've accomplished something or ticking off those goals, like there's sort of no better feeling. As well, so I think if that's something you can be cultivating in your life, why not?
2: And but with the goal setting, can you give us some insights how you do it? Like, is it a is it an annual process? Is it a monthly process? Like, is it a daily? Like, how do you do that? How does that work for you?
1: Sure. Um, I think for me personally, so when I start looking at my goals, I don't usually just sort of sit there and like start setting goals straight away. My my biggest thing is starting with like how is it that I want to feel and why is it that I want to feel that way? So for me, like I like to have, um, I guess that yeah. So it starts with for me knowing what it is that's important to you and how you want to feel. So I, as I mentioned before, I love helping people and each day I want to feel energized enough to ensure that I'm helping those people. So then I set goals around that because it becomes more meaningful. So I, I would then start with, okay, if I need to have lots of good energy so I'm able to give back to people, what's going to give me good energy? So obviously looking at my health, what I'm what I'm putting into my body, my exercise, what I'm feeding my mind, and then I set my goals around that. So I probably do like to start with long-term goals. So, you know, looking at your 12 months, obviously starting at the start of the year is ideal. Um, and sort of setting out what it is I want to achieve in that year and then breaking that down into six monthly goals, three monthly goals, um, and so on and so forth. But I am a big believer too that you can set goals at any point in time. Life changes, you're going to be throwing curveballs and sometimes you just need to adjust. So, you know, I mean, COVID is probably a perfect example of that at the moment. Like, you know, there would have been so many people who, wanted to achieve lots of things this year, but we've been thrown this curve where we're now in lockdown and we can't be doing or achieving half the things we wanted to be doing. Um, so I think that even that in itself is a great opportunity to just take a moment to reset and look at what it is that you want to be achieving over the next couple of, couple of weeks. You know, how has life changed for you? Um, what's important to you now that maybe wasn't previously and, and sort of just readjusting my goals as I go and um, looking at it that way.
0: And I think the point you made, Amber, about having a longer-term goal but then breaking it down, that, that, that's really helpful because, I mean, even on the financial side of things, if you say, oh, my long-term goal is to retire in 20 years,
2: mm. it's, it can
0: be pretty frustrating along the way if that's the only goal you've got, isn't it? Like, yeah. h- how do you keep score along the way? How do you get that reward along the way? So I, I think in order to achieve the bigger picture goals, um, and the longer term goals, I think it it is important, is it to break it down into what do I need to do in the next year to help me get that 20 year goal? What do I, and then if I've got a goal in 12 months, what do I need to do in the next three months, week? Like, I think if you can break it down, it just, I think it's, it's a better way to help you achieve the longer term goals and also get a little bit of, it's a bit of a scorecard, I suppose, but a little bit of satisfaction and reward along the way that you are. If you do those little things that you can achieve the big things down the track.
1: Absolutely. And I think having those smaller goals broken down, it keeps you motivated for that big goal. Like if, yeah. if your goal is huge and it's, it's 20 years away, like that in itself can be overwhelming and you know, you can get over it pretty quickly. Like you need those little stepping stones to keep you motivated along the way. Um, and I also find too, even setting some of those smaller goals, it helps keep you present. Like we can't just live for the future. We can't just wait for this big goal to happen before we're happy. Like I think yeah. if we set those smaller things along the way that, as you said, we're achieving that. We're still getting that reward. We're still feeling good about ourselves in the process of reaching that bigger goal.
2: Mm. Yeah. Emma, key to, um, key to ask you a question just around the, you mentioned earlier personal challenges and, um, it's one thing that I, you know, I, I try to reflect on the best I can, but I, I know that when, you know, when you have so, when you have a, an event you're going through as humans, you know, it's pretty, we're often quick to label something as like bad and negative yeah. when it's quite often it's the learning that, that comes out of that will make you mm-hmm. a better person. Just keen to hear, you know, how, you don't have to go through any kind of specific examples, but just in terms of the process of how you, you know, how you kind of get better from going through like personal challenges and yeah
1: yeah yeah um I think the starting point is you know you you have to acknowledge that you're going through a tough time I think a lot of people at the end of the day no one likes to feel feel crap no one likes to have a bad day but we all have them you know and like you said the these events sort of come up in our life that we have no control over sometimes um so I think we really just have to acknowledge that that this is happening and you can't necessarily bypass all the bad stuff um, straight away and you know you're going to feel a world of emotions potentially anxiety like all those kind of things will come up Um, so I think it's firstly just being okay with that Um, the next thing I usually do if I am sort of going through a tough time is I try to flip the script so I think so much of life is about perspective and how we choose to view our situation Um, So for me, it would be asking myself the right questions to help me shift my perspective. So if I'm faced with a challenge, you know, the kind of questions I ask myself are, what can I learn from this? Um, What area of growth am I going to get from this? Um, And just giving it a new meaning and then even setting yourself, if you needed to, set yourself a small goal or something to work towards to help get you through that tough time um and some kind of reward at the end as well. Um, I think it's difficult because you know everyone's challenge is different. Um, But I think so much of what we do also comes from what we what we feed our mind and what we choose to focus on. So you know if if you're in a tough situation and you're focusing on all the negatives, that's all you're gonna see, that's all you're gonna think about, that's all you're gonna feel. But if you're throwing a curveball and you're able to pick out one or two positives and a couple of things that you're grateful for, and you try and focus your energy um, on that, you will start to feel better during that process as well. So that's probably what I usually
0: do. I know that you've got, you know, it's the empowerment movement, which is more, I suppose, a community of people. You mentioned Mm. uh, groups that you've, you've helped and so forth in the past. Do you think, whether it's goal setting or mindset, that talking about that with others is is helpful and whether it's accountability or whether it's just support, that that all helps.
1: Absolutely. I think like, I'm a, I'm a big believer that, you know, where our focus goes, our energy flows. So it's, it's kind of similar to what I was saying before. If if you're constantly having negative conversations with people, you're probably not going to feel so great. Um, But if you are surrounding yourself with people or, you know, going into environments where you can talk about mindset and talk about more positive conversations that are going to help you. Um, absolutely. That's going to, you know, have a flow on effect to help you to feel better. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of that is just knowing when you're probably being too bogged down in the negativity as well. Like I, again, you know, if you want to use COVID as an example, like our news is flooded with what's going on in the world at the moment um and a lot of that can be quite heavy and full-on and i find that when i spend too much time watching the news scrolling through facebook like none of that makes me feel good but if i pick up a good book or if i listen to a good podcast you know i know i'm going to feel better after that so so much of it is what we feed our minds with and yeah the kind of conversations that we have with people and sometimes even just having a conversation with someone whether it's about your goals that definitely helps with accountability because you'll find that your friends and family will start to check in and be like, "Oh, how, how are you going with with this fitness goal, or how are you going with that?" Um, and it's definitely a form of accountability. Um, but it's it's also, I think, when you do start to share your goals and things you're working towards with other people, you kind of put it out there, like, "Okay, now I really need to to achieve this thing." I said, I'm, "I've said I'm going to do it now," so <laughs> um, and you put it out there.
0: I think. Look, I think the point you made there about. The the news flow like avoiding the noise. Nathan Nathan and I have spoken about that from a from an investment perspective. You know, there's so many um, outlets that try and push content out to us, which is you know whether it's Instagram, Facebook, news outlets. And what I've found personally is the race to be first often leads to inaccuracy, and that inaccuracy can can Mm -hmm. cause a lot of anxiety. Um, And and obviously, bad news is what it's like clickbait, isn't it? Bad bad news is what people. you know, are drawn to. But I think also that whether it's generations before, and I've heard this quite a few times, generations before, what they read on the paper, in the paper was fact, whereas now it's not, is it? A lot of it's mm-hmm. speculation. A lot of it's gossip, innuendo. Um, and it's just, whether it's unfortunate or whether it's just the new world, that a lot of the stuff that gets pushed to us via Facebook, it's, you hate to say fake news, but a lot of it isn't factual information is it it's just Mm. whether it's opinionated or whatever it may be and that for a lot of people can create anxiety about whether it's COVID-19 or or what whatever the event is isn't it
1: oh 100% I think like knowing your resources is so important and I think even what you're filling your social media with as well we do have some control over that um like you know who you follow on Facebook who you follow on Instagram like if it's if it's constantly negative stuff, if it's not making you feel making you feel good, you have control over that. You know, unfollow things if it's if it's really negative, or if you're unsure about a resource, look to another one. Ask an expert. Like I think that all of that sort of stuff is in our control. And I think you know, for your clients, for example, like you guys are essentially financial mentors to them as well. Like reach out to people who know. What they're talking about, reach out to people who are role models to you, not just, like you said, clickbait, um, which is so easy to do when you're in the trap of just scrolling through your phone or, or um, being on social media as well. So as I say, information isn't knowledge,
0: is it? Like just because you read something, oh, yeah. whether it's about investing or whether it's about you know, COVID 19, you might read something, that doesn't mean you've got the knowledge to make decisions. So I think you're right, you need to get the
2: right advice. Mm. I was going to make oh, the point 100%. before, um, I was going to make, sorry, Eva, I cut you off then. No,
1: you're good. <laughs> okay. Sorry, <laughs> no, no, Eva, go, I'm
2: go. going to jump <laughs> in and say something, but I was just going to make the point before, I mean, just, just to Glenn highlight what you said, just to reinforce what you said, I mean, we harp on, um, you know, invest, just tying this back to kind of finances for a split second, we harp on investing versus speculating. And yeah, such a good point you mm. made before about, um, you know, the you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't just follow investment advice off off Facebook or social media or off, off an untrust trustworthy news source. And and absolutely, yeah, the same applies to I think anything in life. You know, whatever you're following, and I was such valuable points you're making, Amber, about you know the information sources you're getting because some of these um social media platforms like there's AI artificial intelligence behind these programs that are designed to get you to want to watch more. And, you know, there's advertising that's paying for all this and that's how they make all their money. So, you know, I listen to a podcast on this where, you know, in arguably a lot of these um, social media platforms know what you want more than you, than you know what you want. So, yeah. you know, they're designed to keep you on for as long as they can and clicking on things and, and, and paying for, um, for ads basically. So it's a, yeah, very, very interesting concept.
1: It is. And I think like sometimes, you know, it's a really good point. Once you sort of click on one thing, you know, it almost leads you down a rabbit hole and that can just sort of keep you going, whether it's good or bad. Um, but I think with a lot of the information that's out there, you know, be mindful of how much you are consuming and what you are consuming, because that can definitely become overwhelming in itself. Um, but I think the biggest thing with that's really helped me even even particularly in the personal development space like there's so many people out there who are like you know this is the best thing to do and and you know here's the best tool to help your mind and you know that there's so much information out there but it's not there's no necessarily like right or wrong I think you just need to trust your gut um and go with what resonates with you as well and again if you're not sure like that's why we have you know experts mentors people who know what they're talking about as well so take on some of the knowledge but take a lot of it with a grain of salt um until you do have the facts or you know exactly what it is that works for you or or what resonates with you as well
0: but people starting from scratch with all this amber i mean people might be interested in the tools you use the people you follow i mean what tools do you use and who who have you found on social media or even just through other avenues that inspire you or you think are giving you know good advice to people is there anyone in particular any tools that you would suggest for our listeners
1: um there's quite a few people that i follow and listen to but my biggest thing is how genuine is the person that i'm following like I, i'm not you know i don't want to be sold to essentially and a lot of these people have their own stories um, of what they've gone through and the challenges that they've overcome. So I think for me it's it's going, wow, this person's actually gone through this really tough time um, and this is how they've overcome it. These are the tools that work for them. That resonates with me. I'm going to apply that to my life. Um, a lot of the things that I listen to are very much on mindset. So a few people I'm huge on would be um, names of people that I really listen to and I love following their content just because it's simple, it's real, it's, it's tangible. Um, and you can apply it to your life quite easily. Um, and I'm just huge on like books and podcasts, like really what you feel in your mind with. Um, so I love a lot of stuff on gratitude. Like the resilience project was really good. Um, and just a lot of mindset stuff. There's a book called mindset by Carol Dweck. Um, Yeah, so anything along those lines that I find just real factual um, to the point, but easy for you to read is is what you want.
0: And just before we wrap things up, Amber, walk us through what one of your sessions looks like. Like if you've got a, a, you know, you mentioned last or previously that you had a group of 30, was it last year? What's involved in one of these sessions and what do people walk away, do you think, taking from it?
1: Sure. Um, So look, a lot of the time I, you know, I see my workshops as an opportunity, as I've said before, just to share information and tools that have worked for me, but a lot of the juice really comes from the individual, you know, how much they want to get out of it um, and how much involvement they choose to have as well. And so a lot of my workshops will be sort of fairly introductory of, of, you know, particular topics. So, you know, could be on mindset, could specifically be on developing your self-confidence or self-esteem Um, you know, and I sort of get up and I share some information and tools, but then I really like to ensure that, you know, whoever's involved in the workshops are actually participating in a lot of activities and discussions themselves. So we tend to do a lot of breakout groups. I have, um, worksheets where people are actually doing like lots of writing and thinking, um, because everyone has different needs and all of this stuff is going to be different for each individual. So yeah and I think a lot of the sharing um I think as humans we really we get a lot out of connecting with other people and and hearing ideas from other people so I try to make sure it's not just me out there talking the whole (laughs) the whole time and that you know anyone who's involved is getting that opportunity to share and just and just think for themselves really um because the whole mission is about empowering people to empower themselves so yeah that's trying what I that's usually what I try and keep my workshops focused on.
2: Perfect. Emma, before we um, kind of wrap it up, I was just going to ask you, you've given us some real great insights and we'll wrap up in a moment. But if you could offer one tip, one piece of advice for whether somebody's in a you know, dark place or even if somebody just, they're going great, they want to just improve, they want to you know, go to that next level, kind of have higher energy like you are talking about before. Is there like one thing, and maybe it's too hard to answer, this one in isolation, but is there kind of one tip that someone could start with? What would be one oh, thing you? Would I do have. I feel like it? I have
1: so many tips. <laughs> um, I think to be honest, if you whether it's you're in a dark place or um, you want to take things to the next level, I'm a big a big advocate for discipline. I think sometimes you know, and discipline can be a form of self care, even if you're if you're having a tough time. Um, but I also think it's what takes you to the next level. So I think being really aware of your habits um, and your mindset and then being disciplined enough to to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do, um, that's that's probably a big one. And developing a growth mindset, that's probably the next big thing. Yeah.
2: Yep. Per- perfect. Now that, that's great. Well, just to just to kind of wrap it up as, as we mentioned a few times you know this the objective of this podcast is financial literacy and awareness and we you know always try to tie back some of the messages from our guests to that uh, and I was just thinking about some of the things you were saying and having a you know having a having a plan or setting goals and look really financial planning 101 is understanding your objectives and having a financial plan so there's definitely some similarities there um, even you know you spoke about having uh, keeping yourself accountable having a mentor or an a, an advisor, I mean, yeah, any, any good financial plan, you want to have a professional advisor guiding you. Um, And even little things like just, you know, do your research, um, don't trust, you know, unknown sources, perhaps, you know, we always say to people, if you're going to seek advice, do your research, find a good advisor. So, and even the last thing you said there Mm. around discipline, having a strategy and having a financial strategy and having the discipline to stick to it. So definitely some, um, you know, some key messages. Would you add anything to that, Glenn, just on the finance side, or do you reckon we've covered all that?
0: No, I think, yeah, you've covered it. It's important to have a strategy, set goals. Otherwise, you know, if you just live life without any real purpose or objective, you just sort of mosey through, don't you? And you don't, you don't probably get anywhere. So I think whether it's financial lifestyle, whatever it may be that, yeah, goals and, and positivity can get you a long way.
2: Now, look, so d- definitely, I mean, I, I, I wrote down some things, Amit, some great notes there. Hopefully um, the, 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 the listeners found some value in that. Um, just before we finally wrap up, um, how, if people are keen to find you, how can they find you? And also with your empowerment movement, I know there's a bit of a play on the spelling. So maybe just <laughs> let people know how they can find that if they want to check that out.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I, I do have a Facebook page um, and an Instagram at The Empowerment Movement. Um, but I did throw in HER, H-E-R. So it's The Empowerment Movement. Um, so that, again, can be found on Instagram or Facebook.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks for uh, joining us today, Amber. I'm sure all the listeners got a lot out of it and hopefully we can have you in um, again in future. So thanks again.
1: No worries. Thanks a lot, guys.
0: Thanks Thanks a for listening, and we look forward to uh, speaking to you all again next week. Thanks again.
2: Thanks, everybody, for listening again to another episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, If you enjoy the the content, please do subscribe to the podcast um, via um, any good podcasting app. Um, Once again, please check out our major sponsors' website, Hewison Private Wealth. Um, So just just search for Hewison Private Wealth online. Also check out Hewison Private Wealth's um, social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Um, Thanks again. We'll see you next week.